That's right, kids. Here I am. Here you are for yet another episode of the Jeff Becomes Jeff podcast. Yay! I am happy to have you back listening to the weird things that I want to talk about. And this episode may be a little controversial. There might be people that strongly disagree with some of my viewpoints and opinions. That's fine. You're entitled to your own opinion. If you don't like the ideologies that I have or my thought processes, you are entitled to never press play on any of my podcasts moving forward. I know one's holding you at gunpoint, saying you have to listen to the Jeff Becomes Jeff podcast, mister, or miss, depending on your sex. We'll get to that. But before I get started on the topic at hand, I have to bring up the Ozark season or series finale and the just the overall final season in the series. Now, I'm going to do my best to do this quick review or my point of view on things with as few spoilers as possible. However, I don't know that that's going to be 100% possible. So what I'm going to do is after I have edited this episode of the podcast, I'm going to determine where I stop talking about Ozark or anything that might be a spoiler in any way, shape or form. And then I'm going to plug in right here. Nine minutes and eight seconds, you pussy. That right there. That was the minute and second mark of the podcast that you want to jump forward to in order to skip all the shit that's about to follow. If you don't want to hear anything, if you haven't watched the final season of Ozark, if you're an Ozark fan and maybe you're only halfway through the final season and you haven't watched the series finale, I'm going to talk about all of that right now. So jump forward if you don't want to hear anything to the time mark of nine minutes and eight seconds, you pussy. All right, here we go. For those of you who didn't aren't jumping forward, proceed at your own risk. So, honestly, I started watching the final season of Ozark about a month, month and a half ago. The first half of the season had already been released in full, and then the second half of the season was about to be released. I made it through half of the first episode, and I was actually like, you know what? I'm done. This is I'm not even going to bother watching the rest of this season or the rest of this series because it had just gotten so convoluted in plot lines and characters. And when they did the recap of what I needed to remember in order to catch up and be ready to watch the final season, I'm like, oh, yeah, I forgot that the wife had a brother. See, I don't even remember the wife's name. Marty. Marty Bird. That would be the Jason Bateman character. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm really blanking. So they clearly didn't make a big impression on me with the characters if I can't remember most of their names. So all that to say, I gave up about halfway through the first episode of the final season. And then, I don't know, three weeks ago or so, I'm like, screw it. I'll just watch it. I'll try and get through it. A friend of mine, Tim, was telling me that, you know, it's really good. And he also struggled getting through the early part of the final season. But I'm like, screw it. I've, I've already gotten this far in the show. I might as well finish it, even if it sucks. So this is a major spoiler right here if you haven't watched the final season or the series finale. Hopefully you remember the time mark I gave you to jump ahead. Nine minutes and eight seconds, you pussy. But at the very opening of the final season premiere, there's this horrific car crash that the entire family is in. The two kids in the back seat of this minivan aren't even strapped in. They're not buckled up. The car rolls and rolls and bounces and lands upside down on its top. And then, of course, the show kind of then moves forward into the remainder of the final season premiere and we understand that what we just saw is kind of a flash forward and I guess we'll have to wait and find out what happens but it doesn't look good for the bird family 
So I'm not going to get into a whole lot of details that took place over the entire season. And I'm going to be honest with you, it was pretty meh. It, it, it was a struggle for me to get through it. But in the series finale, the final episode ever to be made for Ozark, they finally catch us back up to this horrific car wreck where this minivan flips over and rolls countless times, bouncing, landing upside down, two kids in the back seat, not even strapped in. I mean, they're like teenage kids, but so it's not like little kids. Not one person in the vehicle was even remotely hurt. The wife had been knocked out, but other than that, they all were perfectly fine. No one went to see a doctor. No one went to the hospital. There were no scratches or bruises that were evident. No one was bleeding. There were no broken bones. No one was even complaining that they had a sore back or a sore muscle. Really? That's what you're going to do? You're going to tease us with this horrific car crash and then not pay off on it at the end? Awful. So then for the rest of the episode, like all this shit seems to be going really good for the family who's tied up with all of these drug kingpins and money laundering and just all this stuff that could really bite them in the ass, but everything seems to be going just too well. So in my mind, I'm thinking, all right, I bet you what happened is they weren't okay in the car crash and we're seeing some kind of life flashing before the eyes of one of the main characters right before the entire family is found dead in the van. No, I was wrong. Things were just going really well. They Not only did they completely survive the wreck, all four of them without a scratch, but things just went pretty well for them. There was some, I guess, stuff that you could say happened at the end. And then they tried to pull off like a Sopranos ending where the very last scene, again, you don't want to know, fast forward to whatever that time mark was. Nine minutes and eight seconds, you pussy. But the very final scene, they cut to black and then you just hear the sound of a gunshot. Rip off. Fail. Boo. I was so happy that the episode was over and I didn't have to watch another fucking minute of that fucking pathetic final season. But I was also pissed off primarily at myself for the fact that I let myself sit through that pathetic final season and that even more pathetic series finale. Boo, Ozark. Boo. I'm glad you're done. You should have quit when you were ahead after like season two. And honestly, I've given up on a lot of shows because they just went off the rails and got way too far detached from what I liked about the show originally, just so they could keep airing new episodes and new episodes like The Walking Dead. Nope, haven't done The Walking Dead in years. Even The Handmaid's Tale, I believe that's on Hulu. I watched the first season and then I think I started to watch the second and was just like, meh, because I'm pretty sure the first season was based on a novel, which means that everything that they wrote for seasons two or three or any subsequent seasons that they have had are just basically writers sitting in a room at a TV studio making up a story that the author of the novel never actually provided these stories. So it's not going to be the same, people. I mean, even Game of Thrones. I mean, they just were like, screw it. George R.R. Martin, I think is his name, the writer of the Game of Thrones books. He just took forever to try and finish the books and the series. I don't even know that he has to this day. But Game of Thrones was like, well, we're not waiting on you. We're just going to write whatever we want. And we all kind of know how that went. Game of Thrones ended, meh. Let's just say it was presented with the finale in very mixed reviews. 
And now they're coming out with this prequel, which I don't know if it's based on any books that have been written, but I'm not really sure I'm even going to bother watching it at this point. I think I've had my fill of the Game of Thrones universe, so I probably will not be tuning in for that. I don't even know what the hell it's called. But Ozark, shame on you for delivering such a pathetic final season and even more pathetic series finale. Awful. I mean, for the most part, they just did what a lot of TV shows do where they just tie everything up with a nice pretty bow at the end. Yeah, they killed off a couple main characters in the final episode to make it seem shocking or interesting, but it wasn't. It was like, okay, whatever. They're dead. Who cares? So welcome back to all you people who jumped ahead and didn't want to hear my Ozark spoiler talk. We can now continue with the topic of the week identity crisis. Now, many of the things I'm going to discuss in this episode, I have already discussed to some extent in previous episodes, including just my last episode, and I tried not to get too far ahead of myself last week so that I would still have plenty to discuss today. As I mentioned, a lot of what I'm going to discuss may be very controversial to some people. They may disagree with me wholeheartedly or think I'm some kind of bigot or closed-minded piece of shit. That's fine. You are entitled to your thoughts and opinions. I am also entitled to my own thoughts and opinions, and that is what I am going to be presenting to you because it's my show. So the whole point of talking about identity crisis is just talking about the weird world that we live in now where everyone wants to have this specific identity. It's not even necessarily like just sexual identifications or things like that. That's part of it. But people, especially with media, social media, people want to feel like they are more than just the person that they are. They want to be more than just an average person. Everyone wants to feel like they have some big legacy or that they're known for something, even if it's something minimal, some identity. And while some of these people that try and represent themselves with a certain identity, I'm not saying they're doing it without it being their true identity, but it may be more of an embellished version of their true identity. And as I mentioned, social media, I mean, that's, you know, right there, that's a big representation of self. I've talked about this before, you know, with all of the pictures that you post, the posts that you make, you pick and choose what you post. You're not letting people track your everyday life. You're not letting them see you right when you roll out of bed in the morning and look like shit. You're holding the camera up above you. You're using filters out the wazoo. You are providing an identity that is at the absolute least an embellishment of yourself, if not a total misrepresentation of yourself. Very few people truly represent their actual identity or image or appearance on social media. Just like I'm sure you've all seen the new fad, the new profile pic.com where everybody in like a 48 hour period, everybody posted a new profile pic and it's like them looking kind of like they were drawn. They basically takes your image and it creates what looks like an ink or paint version of the image. Problem is, because it's all done through the same app, everybody's image now looks pretty much like everybody else's image, other than the fact that it's you and not the other person. But the color schemes are all the same, the little borders and things that they use around the image are all the same. And a lot of people that I know, I've seen already doing this, and they did it within the first 24 to 48 hours. One of my coworkers, he posted something three days or so after the fad became really popular. It was a picture of him, just like that, and the comment that he put along with the picture on the post was, 
everyone else is doing it, I might as well. Really? Is that the society that we live in, that everyone else is doing it, so I might as well? Where is the individuality? Where is the sense of self? That is your true identity, that you're, you, the fact that you are completely unique and different from other people. But when you do stuff like this, you look like everybody else. You're taking away your identity. I will point out that the newprofilepic.com website or app that people are using to create these images, there's a lot of warnings out there because the company is based in Russia and it collects a lot of your personal information, including your photos, facial recognition of your face when it converts these pictures. So there's a chance that there might be people in nefarious governments that now have access to your facial recognition that you granted them permission to have and to use just so that you could be a part of the new wave, the new fad, the new version and embellishment of your identity. So we're not going to discuss social media Sushmate. any further. I've gotten so deep into social media, I don't think I really need to dig into that rabbit hole any further for this episode. So the next thing I'm going to discuss, which I know this is going to irritate a lot of people, a lot of people are going to think I'm an asshole, a bigot, non-accepting, but I'm going to talk about, that's right, drumroll please. <laughs> Pronouns. I'm going to be honest, I hate the whole identifying by changing your pronoun or changing your name or even identifying as a different sexual orientation or sexual or not really sexual orientation, but actual identifying as a different sex. Yes, I've discussed this before. You can't do that. Do you have a dick? You are a man. Do you have a pussy? You are a woman. Bam. You can't identify another way. It doesn't make any sense. And this has just become some new fad that everybody's clinging on to to give themselves a sense of identity. I mean, for the most part, it's all happened in the last 10 years, probably more so in just the last five years. I will tell you that I did a little digging and the first recorded instance of someone using a variation of a pro pronoun was someone using the pronoun they in reference to a single person and this was in a 14th century French poem called William the Werewolf That's right, William the Werewolf. This was not some profound piece of medical or scientific literature. It was a poem from the French called William the Werewolf. It was about a werewolf, all right? There have been a few more attempts to incorporate pronouns or pronoun variations into society over the last couple hundred years. However, those have all fallen very flat and has not really been widely adopted until, as I mentioned, the last five to ten years. Going back to the William the Werewolf poem and people who do this today who want to identify as they, them, why? How? You understand that they and them, by definition, indicates plurality. It indicates more than one individual. Are you telling me that you are more than one person? No? Okay, then you can't be they, them. Period. Do you have a dick? You're he, him. You have a pussy. You're she, her. If you and a bunch of your friends want to identify as they, them, that's fine. When you're plural, as a group, I'll be okay with that. Because that's what I would call you anyway. 
I want to say that this really caught fire back when I don't remember what year it was. I did not look this up, but I remember like there was a very in a short period of time you had like Demi Lovato who started to identify as a different pronoun and then she referred to herself as asexual or non-binary or some shit like that. And then I think Miley Cyrus kind of followed suit and did something very similar. So now you've got these pop idols out there that are doing this and it's all of a sudden making, you know, just like back in the 80s, you know, when Michael J. Fox wore a certain pair of sunglasses or jeans or something, all the boys, you know, that were 10 to 15 years old, they all wanted to own those sunglasses and jeans because they wanted to be like the cool pop idol. I mean, he wasn't a musician, but he was a popular idol from all of his TV and movies that he was doing. So, of course, when a Demi Lovato or a Miley Cyrus starts doing something with the pronouns, you're going to have people following suit left and right just because they want to emulate their idol. But again, that's a lot more conformity. That is not individuality. That is not in identity. And of course, in the last five to ten years, with this whole shift to pronouns, we all know that for the most part, the pronouns being used are in reference to a sexual identification or a sexual orientation. Yet for some reason, the majority of society is totally fine with supporting the sexual identity of children who are way too young to be engaged in or thinking about anything sexual. If you have a eight-year-old going to school that says, I want to be identified as she, her, but it's a little boy, the teachers will absolutely respect that. Even if that little boy, let's say his name is Patrick, let's say he now wants to be called Martha and identify as she, her. Doesn't matter what the parents say, the teacher will respect that eight-year-old child, even though there's no way that that child actually has any full grasp or understanding of what sexuality is, let alone a sexual identity. If Patrick feels like he's a homosexual, that's fine. But trying to identify as something completely different, it's a total fucking fad. I mean, I work at a school. I see it all the time. We have multiple kids that want to be referred to as other pronouns or completely different names than what their actual name is. And, you know, I respect that because, you know what, these kids, if their parents and their teachers and all that are supporting them, it's not necessarily the kid's fault. That's the world they've grown up in. But unfortunately, there's just all these people out there with, with these agendas of wanting to just embrace and accept everyone and everything for anything. And if you don't you're a bigoted piece of shit that of course that's the culture these kids grew up in that they're living in they don't know any better they don't have anybody just saying uh no you're a girl you're she her this is your name that's what you're going to be called period if either of my kids had ever or ever came out to me now as being bisexual or gay i would support them i would love them if they started to try and change their name or identify as something else or use some different pronouns, I would make it very clear to them, well, I'm not referring to you as that. If you want to try and get the rest of the world to do that, that's fine. I know what your name is. I know what your pronoun is because I saw your dick or your cooch when you came out of your mom. If you want to go through the extensive, expensive process of changing your sexual parts via surgeries and hormones and all of that, and you completely change yourself from a Ken to a Barbie or vice versa, all right, then I would be okay with 
allowing you to change a pronoun from he, him to she, her, or vice versa, but I'm not going to call you they, them, or Zizo, or Baba Booey, but I just find it enraging that if we thought this eight-year-old kid was actually engaging in sex on the playground during recess with another eight-year-old, we would be appalled. The teachers would be appalled. The parents would be appalled. The community would be appalled. These children would be labeled as sexual deviants. But if they want to represent themselves with a label or a pronoun or an identity based on sexual orientation or sexual ideologies, that's okay and fully encouraged and supported. That makes no fucking sense. And while I'm talking about pronouns, let's look at the hypocrisy of pronouns. And also, this points out how very much so this is related to sex and sexuality and sexual identification and sexual orientation. What if I walk into a small business here in Columbus, Ohio, a very liberal-minded business that is 100% supportive of people choosing whatever pronoun they want, identifying as whatever sex they want, and I put $100 worth of their product into my basket. And then I go up to the cash register. And they say, that'll be $100, please. And I put a rock on the counter. And they go, what's that? And I go, that's my rock. It identifies as a $100 bell. They're not going to let me leave the building with $100 of their product in exchange for a rock. Because it's a fucking rock. It's not a $100 bill. Maybe this is a very loose analogy to explain what I'm saying. But things are what they are. You can't just have things willy-nilly identify as something that it simply isn't. Here's another example. Imagine the uproar if I applied for a scholarship at a university that is designated specifically for black African-American students. And I told them when they said, well, you can't apply for this. It's, it's for African-Americans. I would say, but I identify as an African-American. You have to respect that, don't you? There would be uproar that I even attempted to do that. So don't tell me that all these people that support and encourage identity and pronouns and identifying, it is very limited to the sexual realm. We are not letting people identify as anything else. And therefore, no one under the age of 18 should ever be permitted, let alone encouraged, to identify as anything other than their actual biological sex, because that is encouraging sexuality amongst minors in our public school system. And that's all I have to say about that. Okay, so enough about pronouns. There are still plenty of things I can discuss regarding to how people identify or try and embrace identity. One thing I would like to discuss, ridiculous job titles. At my last job that I was at, my last corporate gig that I was at for almost 10 years, they loved to hand out new job titles to people and not necessarily give you any kind of monetary increase. It was like, well, you should feel better about yourself because now you have a new title. But they were ridiculous titles. Like they start using the word specialist on things like the marketing coordinator went from the marketing coordinator to a marketing specialist. It's the same thing. I like coordinator better. I would say that in the last five years of my time there, I underwent approximately five different title changes. And almost never did a title change come with any significant pay increase, if any increase at all. 
But I'm sure I'm not the only one who has seen this in the job place today. And perhaps you are a victim of all of these weird-ass, ridiculous job titles. And if you have a very weird, silly job title that you were like, I don't know why they call me this and why it has to be 18 words long when I'm just, ba-boom, these two things, then feel free to reach out to me on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, at Jeff Becomes Jeff. Let me know. I will gladly share some of those ridiculous job titles on an upcoming episode. So speaking of people who identify like more in a a celebrity kind of realm, I mean, think about people like Cher or Madonna. They identify as just a one name word. Do you believe in life after love? And that is what they are still referred to today, even though that's not their name. Lady Gaga is another. Prince. Prince went so far as to at one point change his name from Prince to just a symbol and refer and then people had to call him the artist formerly known as Prince. That's like another one of those stupid ass job titles that just gets way long. Why can't I just call you Prince? Why do you have to be this symbol also known as the artist formerly known as Prince? Dumb. Just be Prince, dude. But still, even Prince, that was an identity. Look at Janet Jackson. I bet you Janet Jackson is probably more well-known and more identified with for her titty popping out at a Super Bowl show than actually being Michael Jackson's sister. I'm sure prior to the titty popping out, everyone thought of her as Michael Jackson's sister, which still sucks for her that she's not known for just being Janet Jackson. She has to be known and identified with as the sister of a much bigger pop star. But once that titty popped out, I guarantee you that's one of the number one things that people think about when they think of Janet Jackson. That has become her identity, just like Caitlyn Jenner. Caitlyn Jenner is now known for just being a transgendered, transitioned, former male Olympic athlete. But I'm pretty sure that unless you're a huge fan and supporter of Caitlyn Jenner, that you don't know really anything about her life, her accomplishments. You identify Caitlyn Jenner as being a transitioned, transgendered woman. That is her identity. And there are plenty of just standard people out there, non-celebrities, that have been identified and will always be remembered in a certain way for what we call, you know, the whole 15 minutes of fame, which that term doesn't really apply as much anymore because of social media, YouTube, all that. Everyone can have their turn. Back in the day, 15 minutes of fame was like, you're lucky to get like a quick mention in a newspaper once in your life or appear on a news show or be interviewed on the street for a news broadcast once in your lifetime. That was your 15 minutes of fame. But like there's the Star Wars kid, so the, this kid's name, I want if I pronounce it correctly, it's either Gizlane or Jizlane. Jizlane. I live on Jizlane. But Jizlane Raza And he was wielding a golf ball retriever, pretending to have a lightsaber fight. And then people just started to have fun with his video. And if I remember correctly, he was like a pudgy kid. So that made it a little funnier. And his movements were a little herky-jerky and not so graceful. But he will forever be known as Star Wars Kid. That was his 15 minutes of fame. You have the double rainbow guy. The guy that saw the two rainbows in the sky and started crying. Whoa, that's a full rainbow all the way. Double rainbow, oh my god, double rainbow, it's a double rainbow all the way, damn, it's a double rainbow all the way, damn, oh my god, what does this mean, it's so bright, 
course everyone took that video and started having fun with it and he'll always be known as double rainbow guy even though his name is paul vasquez or vasquez i don't know and some of you may not know that he actually died in may of 2020 at the age of 57 did you know that no all you know is this douchebag cried when he saw two rainbows double rainbow on the Remember the balloon boy that was supposedly floating in this balloon, which he never was. It was a publicity stunt put on by his parents, but the National Guard, police helicopters, they were following that balloon for more than an hour, only to later discover that Falcon, the balloon boy who was supposed to be in the balloon, had been hiding in the attic. But he wasn't really hiding because his parents staged the whole thing anyway. It was an admitted hoax. But he will forever be known as Balloon Boy. That is his identity. You've got the girl Rebecca Black who wrote that horrible song Friday. 7 a.m. waking up in the morning. Gotta be fresh, gotta go downstairs. Gotta have my bowl, gotta have cereal. Seeing everything, the time is going. Chicken on and on, everybody's rushing. Gotta get down to the bus stop. Gotta catch my bus. See how our society has become like we take such pleasure in just ripping people to shreds and making them feel absolutely horrible about what they felt was something cool or maybe even an accomplishment. But we all want to make it sound like we're so accepting and understanding of everybody's emotional needs. Bullshit. Hypocrisy. You're all a bunch of hypocrites. And then the last thing that I will discuss on this topic of identity is, again, just thinking about how people are identified or thought of, kind of like uh, Janet Jackson always forever will be thought of as the singer whose titty popped out during Super Bowl halftime show. But think about Martin Luther King Jr. I mean, pretty much every major city in the South, at least, of the United States has a major street downtown named after Martin Luther King Jr., but he's mainly known and identified with because he was assassinated. He was killed. He was also known, other than for his death, for his speech, which I'm sure most of you hopefully at least know the name of that speech. I'll give you a second. Say out loud the name of Martin Luther King Jr.'s famous speech. All right. If you said, I have a dream, you were correct. Now, I'm going to pause another second, and I want you to... Just from memory, recite even just, I don't know, five words, just one line from that speech other than the words, I have a dream. Go ahead. 
Oh, sorry. I'm sure most of you were like, yeah, I don't know the speech. I just know the title of the speech. So my point being that this prolific social rights advocate and defender of peace and love and harmony and community, he's remembered for primarily two things. That's his forever identity. One, he was killed. Two, he wrote a speech, but no one knows the speech. How many kids did Martin Luther King Jr. have? Do you know that? What was Martin Luther King Jr.'s favorite color? What was his wife's name? Coretta Scott. That was his wife. I'm sure none of you knew that. I'm sure none of you know his favorite color. How many kids he had. What high school he graduated from. My point being is all the things that truly made up who he was as a person. It's not how he's identified. But does that make it right? And I'm bringing this up because I'm pointing out that just being identified by some small aspect and characteristic of your life, it's not representative of who we are as human beings and individuals and our actual lifetime. Another very famous assassination, President Kennedy, JFK. We all know he was killed, so he will forever be identified as the president who was assassinated and also was well known for having fucked Marilyn Monroe. I do not shrink from this responsibility. I welcome it. So I'm sure there's some stuff you know about him because of the assassination, like where was he shot? If you answered the head or Dallas, either of those are acceptable answers. Where he was shot, there was something nearby that was grassy. What was grassy? That's right, the knoll, the grassy knoll. Have you ever used the word or even heard the word knoll ever in any other instance other than the assassination of JFK? Pretty sure I have not. But that's because that's part of the identity surrounding his death and the things that people remember. What was his favorite color? What high school did he graduate from? How old was he when he was elected president? How many siblings did he have? See, you don't know these things about him because we only identify with just the certain aspects, not the actual person. Again, your identity is not actually you. So why people are constantly pursuing an identity, a label is beyond me. I want to be celebrated for who I am as a sum of my parts, as a total of my life and my achievements, my accomplishments, even my failures. Not just one little thing. Oh, that's the guy that goes by she, her. Who killed JFK? Sure, many of you said Lee Harvey Oswald. There you go. Lee Harvey Oswald also has an identity. His identity? Killing JFK. Or, you know, if you're a conspiracy theorist, maybe being framed for killing JFK. We will not go down that road. But that is his identity. How much else do you know about Lee Harvey Oswald? So just think about how much that sucks, that such amazing historical figures like Martin Luther King Jr., JFK, how they are identified and known only by a very small instance in their life or a circumstance that happened out of their control primarily. Why do we live in a society now where everyone wants to go down the route of identifying and labeling themselves? You shouldn't want that. You shouldn't want your profile pic to look like everybody else's picture. If everybody's doing the same profile picture, hey, take a picture of your butthole and put that up as your profile picture. That'll make you stand out. Might not even get blocked because Facebook might not realize if you do it close up enough that it's your butthole. You could just caption it the black hole in the Narzukian galaxy. I don't think that's actually a galaxy name. I just made something up. But I want to encourage all of you not to embrace an identity 
pronouns, a sexual identification. Be yourself. That's who you are. That's all you can ever be. You know, when Demi Lovato came out changing her pronouns and coming out as non-binary, everybody was just praising her. Oh, she's so brave. And of course, I'm sure that's why so many other, especially young children that saw her as an influence or an idol, wanted to start changing their pronouns and sexuality and becoming asexual, non-binary, whatever they want to call themselves, because they also wanted to be hailed and lauded as being brave. Let me tell you what, labeling yourself, putting yourself into some little finite bucket, there's nothing fucking brave about that. What is brave is absolutely being yourself 100% without a label, without an identity. Let your life, your personality, your actions, your words, your thoughts, let those speak for your identity. Let those represent you. And then people can determine whatever they want. You know, like, there's plenty of people that probably think, I'm an asshole. There's other people that probably think, I'm an awesome dude. It's because of their own interpretation of just me being 100% me. And that's fine. Should I have to force everybody to label me as either an asshole or a really cool dude? Because that's the label. I identify as a really cool dude. You can't call me an asshole, you bigoted piece of shit. You see what I'm getting at? It's just silly. We all are going out of our way to try and just be so embracing and accepting, but only in certain ways. Don't believe me? Go to the store, put $100 worth of shit in your cart, then put a rock on the counter. See how that goes for you. So please just be yourself. I assure you that you are a better person just as yourself and being true to who you are than you are trying to represent, embellish, or create some identity for yourself. And again, a lot of this shit is very fad-driven. It's going to fade out. I mean, by probably the year 2030, there's going to be so many people going, Oh man, you remember when I used to identify as they, them? What was I thinking? It's going to be like wearing bell-bottoms. It's just, you're going to look back and realize that was just some fucking fad that all of society was doing, and you all followed along so that you could all be part of the little game, and you're going to look back and realize that was really, really dumb. I do want to let everyone know that uh, even though I don't really give a shit if you go follow any of my social media, that I did change finally my Instagram page, the handle on that page to be at Jeff Becomes Jeff. So now if you want to follow me, not only can you follow me on Twitter or Facebook, but also on Instagram at Jeff Becomes Jeff. Thank you all for continuing to tune in. Please, please, please be yourself. Until next time, I'm Jeff. And I identify as Jeff. And that's all I have to say about that. Good night. Went to the devil and I prayed. And I showed him the mess that I've made And I cried and I cried and I cried a million times over But the devil
devil just laughed in my face I went to the God of Fire And said, can you turn the heat a little higher Cause I've been burned and I've been burned a million times over But he just covered me with water So I went to the Lord of the sea I'm going 